Hello, everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh, and today I'm talking about Dealing with Dragons by Patricia C. Reed. So let's deal with the magic of books. Now, this is, yeah, sorry for the delay, everybody. I uh, just had some life stuff come up, and I haven't been able to read or record as much as I would love to. So um, thanks for still being here if you're here, and if you, you know, aren't, then you aren't, and that's okay, too. But Dealing with Dragons, uh, I remember my first experience with this book was, you know, way back in middle school where I was in one class and some of my friends were in another and they got assigned to read this book and they were like, oh man, it's so, we have to read this book and we have to do all this work on it. And then, you know, in my reading class, in English class, I was like, I don't get to, when reading, I got to read books, right? Because it's reading, but like in my English class, never got any fun assignments like reading a book and trying to draw scenes from it or talk about it. And so I read the book and I loved it because you guys, this is a great book. It's great for everybody. It's great for kids. It's great for adults. It's great for middle-aged kids or young adults. It's just great for everybody. I just, I've really loved this series, so we're going to go through all four of them. At least all three, the first three. The fourth is my, probably my least favorite, but I still really like it. Um, It's still pretty good. So let's just, let's talk about some of this stuff in this book. You just, there's so much in here that we could talk about, and there's so much that I would love to talk about with everybody, but it is just crazy. So let's just give us a a small little start to the the plot here. Uh, Okay, well, we'll go non-spoilery first, so I won't tell you the plot, but this book is a lot about doing what you're supposed to do, or at least that's that's kind of a theme that goes throughout the book, is like, it's not proper to do this, so I can't do that, or I have to do something just because it's proper, not necessarily because I want to do it. And you can definitely say that this is like a parody-style book, where it is parodying... Like all the tales of of old and all the any fairy tale or any kind of mythological thing. They're always like, well, why do they do it like that? Like, this is going to parody that. It's going to put it in it. But it's also got some serious tone to it with the whole, you know, you just isn't done. You don't do that because that's not what princesses do or that's not what dragons do, right? But the way that Patricia Reed writes it is just so fun and so great. I think she did a really, really good job with these. So, and you know, I also think she did a really good job with her, her writing, her ability, just her skill. It's easy for kids to read it's easy for adults to read it's she writes it though so that the adults can get some stuff out of it versus what the kids are getting out of it or younger kids are getting out of it right so fun i thought her characters were really fun i this is a young adult book but it's more of like a middle grade book right and that does not mean that you have you can't have good characters but it means your you know her main audience is going to be younger kids and while younger kids appreciate good characters they don't necessarily look for the same things in a good character as you know like I would look at for maybe now that I'm not saying these characters are bad or one dimensional some of them might seem to be but I think she has the things built up behind the scenes for them so that they are all different and can stand on their own all right, so let's just start off with our main character, our princess, Simorine. She is the best character. I mean, obviously, she's the main character in this book, and that makes her partially the best just because of that. But, like, she's so funny and headstrong, and just, she's the one, she's the one that would survive a horror movie. She'd be the one that goes in and is like, you know what? I'm going to get back in my car. I'm going to leave. This is not right. Or, you know, I'm going to call the cops right away, or I'm going to do something that's really obvious that everybody should be doing that nobody's doing. So funny. So uh, we're going to start the book. This is, we're going to get into spoilers here, so just be aware. When Princess Simmerine is growing up, she decides that she doesn't like to learn about etiquette and dancing and all the other stuff that princesses are supposed to know. 
to know and to learn. And so for her first act, she decides to bully the fencing teacher into giving her some fencing lessons. And then the king finds out and he's like, well, you can't do fencing. And she's like, well, why not? And he's like, well, it's not done. Princesses don't learn fencing. And he's like, well, I'm learning fencing and I'm a princess. So princesses do learn fencing. You know, just that, that kind of circular logic, right? Like, well, I do it and I'm that. So therefore I do it. And it's okay. And the king's like, well, it's not done. You so you can't do it. And then that doesn't last very long. And so she ends up learning some court magician magic. And the king's like, well, how long has that been going on? She's like, well, since you took away fencing. He's like, well, you can't do that anymore. Now, learn some more other boring stuff, like how loud you're allowed to scream when you're being carried off by a giant. But as she gets bored again, she then learns Latin, some cooking lessons, some economics lessons, some juggling lessons. And then she summons her fairy godmother. And she's like, I need to get out of here. I need to do stuff. And they're like, oh, no, you're okay. It's fine. It's just, it's so funny. Like, she just calls up her fairy godmother and the fairy godmother's like, oh, no, you're fine. Like, you'll figure it out. You'll just keep being what you're doing. Keep doing a princess stuff. Quit doing all this other stuff that you're not supposed to do. So she runs away, ends up running away to some dragons where she... Uh, kind of volunteers to be a dragon's princesses, princess, and she is chosen by Kazul to be Kazul's princess. Now, we're just going to breeze through some of this plot here. She ends up staying with the dragon. She really likes it. She enjoys it. She keeps sending all the knights away, and then she tries to trick the knights and says, like, oh, I have a, a twisted ankle. I can't go down with you. She tries to send the dragon, the, the knights, to other princesses. It's hilarious just because she's like, I'm trying to get work done, and you knights keep bothering me every day. And the guy she was supposed to marry, Thorandil, shows up and he's like, well, how many knights has the dragon defeated? And he's like, well, there's been eight knights so far. And he's like, oh, well, I thought they'd be higher. Maybe I should come back later when your dragon's defeated more knights. And she's like, well, it's going to take a while. Then he hasn't defeated it. She hasn't defeated any knights. And the dragons, the knights, like, Thorandil's like, what, what do you mean? You just said that they defeated eight knights. And she's like, no, I sent away eight knights. I didn't eat the, or my dragon didn't defeat any of them. It's just funny, uh, just the the relationship and the way she teases it. And I love her chapter titles are so perfect for this book. They're just amazing. So as she is going around doing her things, organizing treasures, she gets into a couple mishaps. She gets into a little bit of mayhem. She ends up learning that there is a plot by Warag, who is another dragon that keeps threatening to eat her, that he wants with, he's working with some wizards to kind of rig the next, uh, king election that they have, right? Or the trials that they have to determine who's going to be king. They're able to foil that, stop the wizards by melting them, which is just hilarious in and of itself that they, they use soapy water with a little bit of lemon and. <laughs> It's just so funny that they they throw the bucket on him and the, the wizards are like, no, not soap suds. That's demeaning. And it's like, okay, so you're just implying here that like the wizards melt because they don't like wash themselves basically or like because they, they don't clean, right? Because Morwen doesn't melt when she's a witch. And she's like, well, of course I didn't melt. Like I have a very clean house. And it's just, it's so funny. Like, yeah, of course that's why you didn't melt. It's not just because they're a wizard or something, you know, it's because they're gross and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> just this book series is so much fun you guys if you haven't read it you really should I, i'm gonna keep saying that throughout the whole thing until everybody does that so the trials continue on turns out casual is named the next king king is a title and it's a job position kind of like ceo if you are a boy ceo or a girl ceo you're still the ceo well that's the same way it is for king and queen at the uh, with the dragon so pretty funny it's hilarious uh simmering gets a, a job upgrade she ends up being head cook and librarian
Targaryen to the king. It's so funny because Castle's like, well, Shimmerin's like, I, I'm afraid she's gonna, Castle's not gonna need me anymore. She'll be the king of the dragons. Castle's basically like, you thought my treasure chest rooms were bad and my library was disorganized? Wait till you find out, see the royal library and the royal treasure rooms. Those are even worse. You're stuck with me until you decide to leave, like, for good. So fun. If they just, and then, you know, that's the end of the book. And it's, hilarious this is so fun so let's talk about our, our characters for a minute Simmerine, obviously she's a princess she wants to do what she wants i like her a lot because she's she's strong and she's outgoing and she doesn't let anybody give her any crap even even castle sometimes she's just like well you should do this you have to sit down and i'm going to take care of you you know when she gets poisoned a little bit and warag he is less of he's one of those the uh, Warag and the wizards are more of the one-shot persons, but they're not in the book very much because they're the antagonists. And so we're not really seeing a lot of things from their point of view, or they're not interacting with a lot. I mean, we see Zeminar, the head wizard, kind of do some jerk moves when he's trying to make uh, Simmerine rely on him more because he turned the, the legend visible without her noticing. So she thought it was invisible, but it's still there. But, you know, we get these, this motivation behind him. We learned that, you know, when a dragon stops acting dragonly, they turn into a toad. That was pretty funny. Um, I like the stone prince where he's like, everybody around me is doing all these great things. And I was prophesied. I had a soothsayer at my birth, at my birth. And the soothsayer said I'd do a great service to a king. And I'm still trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do for this king. Like I tried to do this. I tried to do that. They all failed. You know, oh, I was going to help this king, but clearly it was the youngest son who was going to free, you know, save the king. And I should have just, like, I knew it. And I I should have just let that happen because you know i couldn't but and it's funny he, he's like i knew i shouldn't have touched the gold one but i was like it couldn't hurt to just touch the gold one and he's like oh of course it'll hurt just to touch the gold one you know he's like i knew i should have touched the, the tin one he, you know so he dunks himself in the river or the the lake to heal himself and he turns into a stone prince instead but he's gonna get that fixed it's just they're so funny and there's so many of these of these like classic tales and classic like parodies uh they open Thorandil comes to the dragon cave to uh, rescue Simmerine, and she lets him in to help her do some work for a second because he wants to talk, and he opens up a gin after she clearly said, like, don't open the ones with lead, then he opens it, and then Jin's like, oh, I'm gonna kill you because you opened me up too early, and she's like, well, how long were you in there? And he's like, uh, um, 287 years, and she's like, oh, so that's too early, you're supposed to give us wishes, and the, gin, the gin's like, but nobody lets us out early, you're, like, it's just not done, and I can't go home because then and, you know, I, I won't, I'll be the only one who hasn't killed somebody when they were let out. And it's just super funny. And then, so she's like, well, I choose to die of old age. I'll put you back in the bottle. Give us a wish. You know, it's really funny and just hilarious. Even just thinking back, you know, to it as I read it, it was so fun. And these are short books. It's like 240 pages, but if you got the actual book, it's big type, big spaces. It's so fun. I, I read it in a few hours there. They're just so fun and enjoyable. They're pleasant. They're fun. Oh, let's see. What else did I want to talk about? Oh, the bird. There's a bird that attacks her. And when it does it's like okay take my forfeit you know you can teleport anywhere you want to go with these you just have to like throw it in the air and say where you want to go and it'll take you there and Simmerine's like oh that sounds really useful like well what's what are the restrictions like do i have to know where i'm going can i take somebody with me what if i'm touching something will that come with me and the bird's like oh my gosh wonders will never cease a human who actually asks questions about the forfeit 
This is amazing. I love it. You know, it's it's fun. And it's all like that. Morwen with her sign that says, none of this nonsense, you know. <laughs> it's just, there's so much fun in this book, you guys. I'm pretty much out of fun stuff to talk about here. But, like, it is, it's seriously a highlight to reread. It's very quick. It's very worth it. You're not going to go wrong if you read this. And that's kind of all I have to say about it. So that's going to end my discussion about Dealing with Dragons by Patricia C. Reed. Thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. Of course, if you have any questions or comments, please send those to libromancypod at gmail.com. You can also send me an email if uh, you think I should read a book, or you can tweet or X at me or whatever on Twitter. I'm there occasionally. But uh, if you think I should read a book, let me know. Um, Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. And remember to deal with the magic of books. Mm